Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I've been reading all about how the effect of lighting affects your mindset, your mood. I had to set the mood for you. Sorry for the late blinds change if you are watching on SWX Montana Television or watching it on the new ESPN Montana app. Or maybe you're here listening on ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for being here. Cool through Nuanas, Nuanas Now. Your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every weekday here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you had an outstanding weekend. Thanks so much for being here with us to start your week. Time to get to today. Andrew Houghton, our producer, he's out but Jeff Safford sitting in the back. So we're going to play some blindside with the main man back there uh, in hour number two. But you already know the first hour of every Monday show, the Montana Football Hour. And here we are the last week of April. We have a ton of football to talk about still. So we get things kicked off with some impressions of the Bobcat spring game. I was over there for the Sunny Holland Classic this last weekend. Also got to dip in and uh, watch a little Cat Grizz tennis. The Bobcats won 
against the Grizzlies to also then share the Big Sky title and also clinch the Brawl of the Wild trophy. So what does it all mean? We'll get to some of that in hour number two as well, but we will take you through our impression of the Bobcats after watching them live and in person for the second time this spring. We also, this is fun. By the way, spring game impressions will have sound from Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach, as well as Tommy Malott, the sophomore quarterback for the Bobcats. But then segment number two, after now comparing and contrasting and watching spring football and uh, just the way it's changed has been interesting, the way that we can watch or lack thereof, the way that we can analyze or lack thereof, it's way different. And uh, I wanted to wait until spring ball was fully over to do something fun. But I do have my 10 most compelling Grizz, just in terms of the the total scope of the team, the total success that the the, uh, the football team next fall might have based on some some key question marks that and of course I don't ever believe that individuals are anything more important than team in football. I think football is the greatest team sport uh, in America. But there are pieces that go into the cogs of the machine. And so I'll give you my 10 most compelling grizz coming out of spring drills. And then segment number three of the Montana Football Hour, I'll give you my 10 most compelling bobcats. So some bobcat recaps. Some sound, some Grizz top 10, and some Bobcat top 10 most compelling talents. That'll get us through hour number one, the Montana Football Hour. And then hour number two, we'll probably have some spillover from the uh, spring ball conversations. We'll also have some more thoughts on the Brawl of the Wild trophy, which Montana State did secure with the Cat Grizz win. Six years in a row now, the Bobcats have won the All Sports trophy, but the Grizz got victories in the revenue sports, football, men's and women's basketball this year. So where are we at with sort of the overall rivalry between the two fiercest rivals in the Treasure State? We'll get to some of that uh, in hour number two. We're also going to play a little blindside. I got a couple Montana-oriented questions for our guy Jeff Safford in the back, and I think he'll have a couple for me as well. And then we'll give you a little NBA playoff rundown, a little NFL draft tease, a tease for the rest of the week, and uh, maybe keep picking Jeff's brain. Uh, if we have time to do it. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any questions you have in the real estate world in Western Montana, you can always give Brent and his team a call today. We're coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Appreciate Northwest Motorsport for all their awesome support. I heard that uh, Jay the Bone Buter was in Missoula this last weekend. He was spotted at a downtown restaurant. I'm not trying to be a paparazzi, but uh, Jay Buhner's uh, an interesting uh, analysis when it comes to celebrity because I think that the closer you get to Seattle, the more famous he becomes. He certainly is one of the iconic Mariners of all time, especially because of his stardom on those great 90s and early 2000s Mariners teams when Seattle really seemed like they had something brewing. The Mariners haven't been back to the playoffs since then. They had that historic 2002 team led by John Allrood and Brett Boone. Uh, Jay Buhner was still on that team. Edgar Martinez, I believe, was still playing at that time. That team won, I I believe, 116 games, I think the most ever in a regular season uh, in Major League Baseball. And uh, haven't been back to the playoffs since. But this Mariners team is getting some hype uh, this year. But it's just interesting because Jay Buhner, who is the official spokesperson of Northwest Motorsport, uh, he is in and around Montana quite a bit. But I think that... People that know definitely know. People that don't, don't. It's not like a traffic-stopping type of celebrity. But he's certainly famous. 
And uh, that's all to say, Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find that by visiting nwmsrocks.com. Tons of ways to get the show if you're not on the radio or the TV. Again, go download the ESPN Montana app. You're going to enjoy yourself, I promise. Phenomenal way to listen to this show, archived or live. It's available on all your app store platforms right now. You can also use the YouTube channel, Nuana's Now. The, the app is the YouTube channel. It just has other options like streaming Grizz Lacrosse or Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey will be back in the fall. Grizz Lacrosse rolling right now. Just got word just a couple minutes before we came on air that the Grizz Lacrosse team, they are headed to nationals. So congratulations to head coach Tucker Sargent and his players. Uh, Tuck was in last week to talk, I guess two weeks ago, to talk some Grizz Lacrosse. So he'll, we'll have him back in leading up to the conference tournament as well as leading up to the um, – National tournament, the MCLA National Tournament as well here in, in a couple weeks. Uh, the conference tournament in Boise and the national tournament down there in Austin, Texas. So some fun stuff coming up, up for the Grizz Lacrosse team. The ESPN Montana app, a great way to stream Nuanas now and to stream Grizz Lacrosse as well. If you want to be a part of this show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. We're going to run into some spring ball stuff soon uh, but first a story i have gone to concerts the last couple weekends which made for uh sleepy mondays for sure um but always fun to go um to go down to wilma or kettle house amphitheater or the top hat or whatever it might be actually i'm drinking my joe my coffee my afternoon coffee out of a little top hat lounge cup that i found but no concerts for me this weekend instead I was in Bozeman for the uh, spring game on Saturday, then came back and uh, worked all evening, both on recaps on the Sunny Holland Classic and also on this monster of a story about Troy Anderson that I've been writing. I know I've been teasing it. I'm trying my absolute best to get it done. I've actually never tried so hard in my whole life on anything I've ever written. That's not hyperbole whatsoever. And uh, I feel sort of uh, ashamed that we haven't gotten it out yet. The NFL draft does start Thursday. That said... I'm trying my absolute best on this, not only in the time put into it, the intellect put into it, but also just the combing through with a fine-tooth comb to make sure it's as perfect and as apropos as it needs to be because Troy Anderson is certainly the most talented and most transcendent player I've ever covered in my 16 years as a sports writer covering the Big Sky Conference. But I also believe he is one of the great players in the history of Montana State football one of the great players in the history of the state of Montana and one of the great players in the history of not only the Big Sky Conference, but the football championship subdivision. So we want it to be good, but that's what I did most of Saturday. But then Sunday, uh, I got up early and I I spent about six hours editing this thing. And finally, the sun was out. It was so nice. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to go outside for like four hours and then we'll come back. We'll have some dinner and and dig back into the, the, uh, the opus that I'm, that I'm writing. And, so I decided to go golf with a couple of buddies, one of whom is Missoula Big Sky Girls basketball coach, Ty Hobbs, a guy I've been friends with ever since our college days here at the University of Montana. He was a great football player for the Grizz, a guy that was also a great basketball player, too. I battled with and against him a lot in intramurals. He was, it was always tough going up against that team because Hobbs was like, uh, I think he was his high school's league player of the year um, in Spokane. 
as uh, in, in hoops as well as being a great football player. But he would always be on intramural teams with a lot of the other basketball or the other, all the other football guys, excuse me. But usually the best football guys who played basketball in high school, guys like Greg Hardy from Fairview, who's a hell of a basketball player in high school and then became a, an NFL tight end during his time with the Grizzlies. So it's always fun bat on those guys. So I've known Hobbs forever, and uh, we try to play as much golf as we can given our busy schedules uh, in the, the summer. But Hobbs, he plays golf. He's got a great swing, but he plays golf a lot like a, a defensive tackle in the fact that he hits it a country mile, and when it's good, it's great, and when it's bad, it's gone. But he was smoking hot yesterday. This guy had, uh, he's got three kids. He he, uh, he had some soccer practice to take care of. So he texts me, he said, me and my buddy that were playing already out there at the ranch club out Mullen, and he says, hey, I'll be there. I know we go off hole 10 uh, on Sundays, so I'll just park right by hole 10. I didn't know what that meant, but it meant he was going to park right on the street, right by the tee box where I've never seen anybody park before. He comes up about six minutes after our tee time has already gone. He's got a little Sunday bag going on, uh, so he doesn't have even his full arsenal of, of weapons. And he throws it on the cart. He says, I'm walking. And uh, then he pulls out the big stick, hits one uh, about 15 yards from the green, goes up and down, makes like a 35-foot birdie putt on the very first hole. And we're sitting here making fun of him. We're saying, straight out the minivan, straight to a birdie, huh, Hobbs? And then he goes, uh, tee to green on the next par three, and then he goes up and down for a birdie on the uh, hole 12, which is a par five. This guy's two under <laughs> through three holes. And I couldn't believe it. It was just funny. But uh, what else do we have tall tales from the golf course for than besides to tell them about our buddies? So I'm telling you about my buddy. We just happened to be on the radio. Hobbs lit it yesterday, though. He had five birdies, and he ended up shooting a 74. So good job by him. Uh, yours truly played bogey golf for about 16 holes. And then... Uh, Really lost concentration and started thinking about Troy Anderson again and really fell apart down the stretch. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll take it when you can get it, especially when it's sunshine and beauty uh, in western Montana. It's time for the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. You couldn't control when you were in an accident, but if you've been injured because someone else's negligent driving, you can control who you call for help. The advocates will take over the details of your case, so all you need to do is rest and get better. A couple notes for things that are upcoming. The NFL draft does start Thursday. All eyes will be on Troy Anderson, but I do think that uh, Daniel Hardy might be a guy that that might be a third-day pick as well. So we'll keep you up to date, both previewing this week's NFL draft and recapping it as well. We'll have our pair of Troy Anderson stories, one by myself and one from Evan Morris uh, coming out of the Senior Bowl. He he was down there in Pensacola covering it on our, our behalf. That, those will run SkylineSportsMT.com uh, so by either this evening or tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. This Friday, we'll be broadcasting from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino up there on Evero Hill. Phenomenal, multiple Hall of Fame former NBA players coming to town, the likes of George Gervin and Artis Gilmore, Michael Ray Richardson, Calvin Murphy, and Otis Birdsong will be here in Western Montana. So we'll be doing Nuanas now next Friday from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. This Friday, this, this is five days from now from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Then Saturday, I'm going to Coeur d'Alene Resort to play golf for my birthday. My birthday's next Thursday, so that'll be fun uh, to go play a little uh, CDA. Always a, a great trip over there, uh, over Lookout Pass, to go hang out in one of my favorite West, uh, northwestern towns. The following week, we're out. No nuanas now, the first week of May. I customarily usually do this, take the week of my birthday off. 
Uh, because I'm sick in the head, I'm going to take it off so that I can go think and work. <laughs> take time off work to go work, right? But we got a lot of stuff in the uh, coming down the pipe. So I'm going to go spend some days away from here, clearing the brain, getting some new ideas on the table, and uh, really trying to continue to take this thing next level. So no nuanas now next week. And uh, then we got a whole bunch of other stuff coming up. We'll get to that in hour number two. I'll tease all of that stuff as well. But let's dive into the Montana football hour. First, we'll start with one final thought on the news of the week last week, which was Gabe Solser, University of Montana wide receiver, into the NCAA transfer portal. And I was really thinking about this over the weekend. And Solser came into Montana with so much hype. He was one of the most decorated players to come out of the state of Montana at the prep level. Uh, there was certainly a time and place associated with that. He was playing at Billings Senior when Billings Senior had a bunch of great athletes. They were running this up-tempo spread, and that helped uh, Solser put up some elevated numbers. But 80 touchdowns is no joke, no matter which way you're scoring them. Three times first-team All-State on offense and two times first-team All-State on defense is no joke as well. And two state championships and three state title game appearances, that's also no joke. So I understand why people around Missoula and that follow the Grizz are disappointed to see Solser leave, especially since he only got 21 games under his belt as a Grizz. All that said, the kid is an academic high achiever. He came to Montana with designs on med school. He's already graduated. I believe that he wants to prioritize his graduate degree even beyond football. And when he first came in, he told the University of Montana coaching staff, hey, this is my plan. My academics are a priority. I'm only going to be here for four years. And so he intentionally did not redshirt. They intentionally did not redshirt him. So I think that although there is so many different things, so many different what-ifs, so many different scenarios in which we wish it would have gone different for Gabe Solser at Montana, it's actually not that surprising that the former Gatorade Player of the Year is out after four years. The why doesn't really matter because the ultimate why is exactly what it has been all along. He was going to be at Montana until this spring and then graduate and be on the move. That's what it was going to be. It has nothing to do with football or coaching or injuries or opportunity or performance, none of it. It has to do everything with that was his stated goal, and he continues to achieve in that realm of his existence uh, at an incredibly high level. Let's talk some Montana State spring game here, Montana Football Hour, presented by the Advocates. If you work with the Advocates, no out-of-pocket expenses will be charged until a settlement is recovered for you. No need to stress. The Advocates will answer your questions and guide you through every single step of your case. You can always call 24-7-406-640-4444, or you can also chat 24-7 online at montanaadvocates.com. My overall impressions of the Bobcat spring game was that it was a lot more entertaining, a lot more fun to cover than the Grizz spring game. And that's not a shot at the Grizz. I think it's more just an analysis of the way that these two programs operate. The Grizz prioritize fundamentals and individual development during spring ball. The Bobcats do some of the similar stuff, but a lot more team, a lot more back and forth, a lot more 11-on-11 reps for all the guys within the program. And uh, there was a ton of guys out on Saturday, a ton of guys that um, were, that are sort of projected uh, headliners, or I guess projected starters at least for the Bobcats. The guys that did not participate included Isaiah Fonse and Elijah Elliott, the two top running backs for the Bobcats, as well as Coy Steele, who'll be a fifth-year receiver for the Bobcats, as well as guys like Kyle Rigg, 
uh, who was a starter at defensive tackle before suffering a season-ending injury in the Bobcat opener last year. Callahan O'Reilly, who's a slated starter, uh, a three-year starter at inside linebacker for the Bobcats. And then veteran defensive backs like Ty Okada, Tyrell Thomas, James Campbell, Eric Zambrano. So there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of elevated opportunity for some younger guys. They split this thing into two teams, which was a different than the than the Grizz scrimmage as well. And they kept score, which the Grizz did too, but it wasn't necessarily a this team versus this team. The Grizz were mixing and matching a lot more. And it was a lot more about just the the operation at hand, the the simplistic nature of what they were calling, and then sort of demanding the physicality and uh, fundamental tackling and fundamental execution. That's what they were really going for is can guys make plays in space? Can guys make tackles in space? What's the physical contact like? Whereas the Bobcats, it was way more of a back-and-forth game. So Tommy Mallott was the quarterback for the blue team, and Sean Chambers, the Wyoming transfer, the quarterback for the gray team. Also, Sean Austin, a redshirt freshman, was on the blue, and Jordan Reed, a grayshirt freshman quarterback, was on the gray and uh, the Blue got out to a good lead. Tommy Mallott hit a deep shot down the field on the first play of the game. I thought he looked pretty good. We'll circle back around to that. But the Blue team scored 17 points in the first half. Probably should have been 20. But Blake Lesnar missed a field goal uh, sometime in the first half for the Blue team. But the Blue team takes a 17-0 lead to halftime. Then after halftime, I thought the great team really settled in. The other thing worth noting was the blue team offensive line is the number one offensive line for Montana State. The gray team defensive line is the number one defensive line for Montana State. So you had ones versus ones in that element, and then they mixed and matched all the other guys around it. thought that exchange was good. I thought the gray team's defensive line really settled in in the second half. Ben Seymour and Brody Greeby each shared two sacks, including one that resulted in a safety that, my, that was served as the great team's initial score. So they're down 17-2, to two, and uh, then they rally all the way back, and um, they tie the game. Jordan Reed operates a great drive to help them uh, fall down 17-15, and then he hits Tavion Williams for a two-point conversion. First, he hits Aiden Garrigan with a perfect back shoulder throw, Jordan Reed did, uh, to the corner of the end zone for what amounted to the game-tying touchdown. Then he hits Tavion Williams for the two-point conversion. Now we're tied at 17. Tommy Mallott leaves the drive to get the blue team into scoring position, but Glesner missed not one, but not two, but not one, excuse me, not just one, but two field goals, kicking into the north end zone. That's another point to be held for a minute because in the north end zone now, right behind the north end zone, right behind the scoreboard, is the new Bobcat Athletic Complex. It's a beautiful facility. It helps Montana State keep pace in the arms race. It also creates a hell of a wind tunnel down there in the north end zone that's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for kickers of all schools and, and all opponents, whether it's the Cats or the Grizz. So uh, Glezer gets two opportunities. He misses them both. The Gray gets the ball back. Jordan Reed hits Charles Brown for a 64-yard gain. Then a couple plays later, Demarius Hosey, Scores the go-ahead touchdown. And then Montana State operates a two-minute drill. It was actually more like an 80-second drill. And Tommy Mullock got him all the way down to the 13-yard line. But then his final throw is too high to Ravy Alston. And the gray team, 24 unanswered points to win 24-17. Juan is now ESPN Radio, Montana Football Hour. Here's Bobcat head coach Brent Vegan, his general thoughts on the scrimmage, as well as what he thought of the way that the situational football came down to the very end. Pleased we got the game 
uh, played first and foremost today. I woke up uh, and drove in this morning and didn't know if that was going to happen. So uh, the weather cooperated enough, uh, you know, really for, for the situation. I think we had a, a great crowd. I hope there was fans across the, the state and across the country that got a chance to, to take part. Uh, you know, spring games are always um, – Interesting. You, you don't know how it's going to play out. You want it to, you know, it's unscripted. It's the only thing we really do that's unscripted through the course of the spring. And you really want um, that game feel, you know, the score. One team gets up 17 nothing, and the other team's got to fight back. There was a safety. There was a two-point conversion. And ultimately, uh, you know, it played out the way it did. So I thought our guys really competed well. It's another really good evaluation tool for for us to take a look at them. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep... You know, we set the bar. That's what we talked about. The bar is where we need it to be, but we set the bar here um, at the end of April, and we need to be a better team come August. When it is unscripted, but then it does come down to having some late-game situations, a four-minute situation, a two-minute situation. Do you like that? And how do you think those guys did in those situations late in the game? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the stuff. You, you really can't practice. You could throw it up there, but there isn't the the ebbs and flows of a game and, and the score and the comeback and all that stuff. So, yeah, the, the great team having to – you know, waste as much time or use as much time as they could ultimately to get the score. Have to use a couple timeouts on the other side to hold time. And then, you know, the blue, blue team did a good job of getting down there. And, and we haven't necessarily had those last play of game installs. That's something you do more in the fall. So I was just crossing my fingers that we didn't throw a ball up and, and someone would collision or something like that. But at least to be throwing the ball in the end zone to bounce back was, was, a, was a big deal for the blue team to be able to do that. Radio, SWX Montana Television. It is the Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates. If your life was turned upside down because of an accident that wasn't your fault, the Advocates can help you. There's no fee until the Advocates recover a settlement for you, so you have nothing to lose. Call 640-4444 to talk to the Advocates today. That Tommy Watt looked good early. He didn't get a ton of reps in the middle of the scrimmage. Then he did get the ball in his hands down the stretch. He drove the Bobcats all the way into the red zone, but not quite enough time. Here's Malat on what the ending sequence of the Sunny Hall and Spring Classic was like through his eyes. Take us through that last 90 seconds. You guys get the ball back with like a minute and a half to go. So kind of a, a two-minute drill maybe you didn't expect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Heck, uh, yeah, perfect day for, uh, you know, a two-minute drill, you know, spring game, nothing better than that. So it was just a perfect uh, perfect storm. Obviously, we, you know, we're glad that the offense was scoring. You know, it's offense, it's Bobcats offense, Bobcat offense. doesn't matter what team you're on. So we're glad that both teams are scoring. But great opportunity at the end to work some of our stuff. So it was uh, for both sides. And heck, defense too, you know. We're going to be in those situations. So, um, yeah, we were very lucky that we that opportunity came. And, um, heck, I just wish we uh, would have had one more play in us. Well, that, on the last play, if you're not wearing the yellow jersey, you think you probably would have ran it? Oh, I, <laughs> no, I was I was thinking about running still, but I was like, I don't know. It's a little bit different, obviously, with the yellow jersey. Totally. But, no, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't try to run it because, heck, it was 15 yards and, you know, eight people had to get past. So that's not – not the greatest odds, so I don't know. Got to give my guy a chance or we'll work on something else throughout the season, but I'm, I'm happy. Sort of a sign of the times, the way that this press conference was conducted, because the Bobcat Athletic Complex has only been open since uh, this past fall, and because so many of the parents didn't get to come on official recruiting visits with their kids, this was sort of a family weekend. There was dozens of parents there, hundreds of parents, honestly. Uh, most of the players' parents from Montana State were there at the Sunny Holland Spring Classic. We're doing these interviews in the weight room, which is sort of non-customary. We usually do them in the team rooms. 
So that's the the uh, the background noise you hear is there's a lot of people sort of checking it out. Sean Chambers, the Wyoming transfer, who's brought in to push Tommy Malott, he threw three interceptions on Saturday, two of them to Air Force transfer Drew Polidor, and one of them to upstart freshman Jackson Harmon, who hails from Alaska. Chambers did rally, though, to throw a touchdown for the great team as part of the comeback. His touchdown to Derek Snow is one of the highlights of the game. Brent Vegan is well known for his quarterback acumen, having coached Brock Jensen, Carson Wentz, and Easton Stick at North Dakota State, as well as uh, having coached Josh Allen at Wyoming. What did he think of the quarterbacks on Saturday? Brent Vegan, Sunny Holland Spring Classic. I thought they all did some things. You know, it's hard for both Tommy and Sean. You know, part of their game is to, to, to run the football, to make plays with their feet. And you really take that away when you have the gold shirt on. You have you have them react to different things the best you can. Um, I know there's some some plays I'm sure that they could have broke out on that they you know it gets blown dead. Um, I thought we threw the ball relatively well, and, and we had some uh, miscues too. You know, and we had guys on the other end um, from 50-50 situations. Receivers make some plays, DBs make some plays. Um, you know, George, young Jordan Reed gets out there and and did some really really good things just in the on the unscripted. So yeah, I mean that's. That position can, needs to continue to get tested and then, you know, feel good about our progress. It's different next fall. Sean Chambers threw three picks, but then he came back and led the touchdown draft. So what did you think of his response to, to kind of get back on the positive side? Yeah, you know, that's that's a situation where um, – He's a competitor. He's going to bounce back. I know all, well, two of those were down the field throws for sure. And, and we'll take a look at the film to see if it was decision, if it, what it was. But, uh, you know, he's going to be able to bounce back. And, and, and you're out there competing and trying to take your team and move forward. And he is a competitor, true, you know, true and true. And, and he'll just, you know, I, I know who, I think we know who he is. And that didn't surprise me today, I guess. kind of up against it so we're not going to get to all of these sound bites but one last one i thought that one of my biggest impressions of this uh scrimmage was that montana state loses three offensive linemen from last year lewis kidd is likely on his way at least to a uh, mini camp or training camp in the nfl taylor tuyasa sopo was a multiple time all big sky selection at guard and then zach red who still had a year of eligibility remaining he Decided to hang it up. He's already played for five years and uh, can't blame the guy. He's got his degree in hand and uh, he, he was a starter for four years. So uh, he's got a lot of wear and tear on the tires, but he was also a very good player. The Bobcats will also also have been trying to replace Connor Wood, who transferred last offseason, but he was a part of that core group. So that's all to say the offensive line was a, a unit I was watching heavily. The blue team did have the quote-unquote first team unit. Left tackle Rush Reimer, left tackle JT Reed, Center Justice Perkins, who's a returning starter. Right guard Marcus Ware, who's a converted defensive end from Billing Central. And then TJ Session, right tackle. Reimer got a lot of reps last year uh, when there were some injuries. And so he's a so- – all four, all five of those guys, excuse me, are sophomores. Reimer got some, some reps down the stretch. Session was a starter when he was healthy. He was in and out of the lineup with a knee thing. But he was health- when he was healthy, he was a starter at right tackle. And Perkins, the starter at center – those two guard spots, something to watch, though. I was very impressed with those guys, though. I thought the Bobcats ran the ball pretty darn well, uh, both the blue and gray team. I thought their second-team unit looked really good, actually. I think those guys, uh, I think they have at least three or maybe four guys on that second unit uh, that could play as well. So it would be interesting to see, fun to watch the battles, particularly those guard spots, 
uh, on the Bobcat offensive line. Here is Brent Vegan on that unit. You know, it's definitely coming. I, I think um, that group has kind of grown up together. I think that matters. I, I think there's, you know, there's really no one one guy that's the alpha necessarily. So I think they're all taking on their own accountability within that group. I think there's a bunch of competition too. You know, I hope we get to the fall and we can look and say, you know, there's a good chance that there's eight, nine guys that are, are going to be in the mix. I, I think that's real, um, you know, and that's that's what you want to be at that position, whether it's that competition that drives guys or the near ability to play a bunch of guys. We were we were much thinner, um, I felt, last year, and, you know, it's our hope that that's, that looks different next fall. It's always all about the offensive lines. That's what I'm constantly trying to teach you here at Nuanas Now. More feedback from the Sunny Hall and Spring Classic as the Montana Football Hour marches along. But also, how about some Grizz football? The most, the 10 most compelling Grizz to watch coming out of the spring, or at least most impactful, compelling to follow coming out of the spring, to talk about coming out of the spring. We'll get into that next. The Montana Football Hour is proudly presented by the Advocates. If your life was turned upside down because of an accident that wasn't your fault, the Advocates can help you. There's no fee until the Advocates recover a settlement for you, so you have nothing to lose. Visit MontanaAdvocates.com to chat online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Who are the 10 most compelling Grizz coming out of spring ball? We'll go over that next. Duana's Now. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Spring football and the battle for the Brawl of the Wild trophy each officially came to an end over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In a rivalry match with championship ramifications, Montana State clinched a share of its first Big Sky Conference men's tennis title since 2013 and the third in school history with a 5-2 win over the rival Grizz in Bozeman. On Saturday, the Bobcats took two doubles matches to capture the first point of the competition, then won three out of four singles matches to clinch the victory. The rivalry win gave Montana State an additional point in the Brawl of the Wild series presented exclusively each year by Town Pump. That point also gives Montana State a 9-6 lead with two events remaining, meaning the Bobcats will secure the all-sports trophy over the Grizz for the sixth year in a row. The available points for men's and women's outdoor track and field remain, but the Bobcats secured the series victory by splitting volleyball, sweeping cross-country, splitting men's and women's basketball, sweeping indoor track and field, and sweeping tennis. The Grizzlies earned series victories in football and women's golf while earning single points for the splits in volleyball and hoops. Spring football came to a close with the Sunny Hall and Spring Classic in Bozeman on Saturday. The Bobcats wrapped up spring drills 15 days later than the Grizz. In a split squad scrimmage, the gray team scored 24 unanswered points to win 24-17. For more on the Sunny Hall and Classic, tune in to Nuanez now at 4 p.m. today. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. 
Man, remember when Metallica came out with a string of albums that just made everybody so mad? Love me some Metallica. We've listened to so much Metallica on the show. Thanks so much for putting up with it. Or maybe you love it. I hope you love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite bands ever. But uh, just so interesting to remember when they dropped the Black Album, they become internationally, worldwide, uber-famous. Then they come back with a couple albums that aren't quite as thrashy, aren't quite as speed metal, and uh, a little bit of a crossover. Became more of a hard rock band there in the mid to late 1990s. I also loved it. I love every version of Metallica. I think they're some of the most skilled and talented musicians anywhere. You can say, hey, you know, the, the early stuff is too hardcore for me. I get it. You know, speed metal in its advent, not necessarily the most palatable of music, especially if you aren't filled with rage and angst. <laughs> but it is uh, amazing to see the way their careers evolved and the fact that they're still around. So uh, I always love teaching you or at least talking to you about Metallica. So thanks so much for, for being here and thanks so much for listening. You are tuned in to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. We're coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can always check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. You can also check out the great inventory they have here in Missoula by swinging by the corner of Stevens and Mount. The Montana Football Hour rolls on. How about the 10 most compelling Grizz, or at least using the, the actual player as the entry point to a probably broader storyline. Let's do it here on the Montana Football Hour. Grizz Spring Ball Talk. I know the Grizz completed Spring Ball about 15, 16 days ago. They were done on April 8th. But uh, the Bobcats finished up this last weekend, so now Spring Football is in the full uh, rear view. And uh, I, on my drive back from Bozeman, I had an opportunity to, to sit and think about as well as analyze some of the stuff. So here are, in no particular order, uh, my most my 10 most compelling Grizz and the storylines they're attached to coming out of spring football. The Montana Football Hour is presented by The Advocates. If your life was turned upside down because of an accident that wasn't your fault, The Advocates can help you. No out-of-pocket expenses until the settlement is recovered for you. No need to stress. The Advocates will answer your questions and guide you through every step of your case. You can call 406-640-4444 today or chat online anytime, 24-7 at MontanaAdvocates.com. And again, these are in no particular order, so I'm just going to go through them exactly how I wrote them down because this was just what came to mind first. My uh, first most compelling Grizz coming out of spring ball is Lucas Johnson, the San Diego State transfer quarterback, graduate transfer. Uh, all accounts and all observations point toward Lucas Johnson being the starter in the fall. I believe that's why you bring in a grad transfer. I, I can't really imagine a world in which um, Chris Brown will beat him out. One of my other most compelling guys, though, is Daniel Britt. So we'll pair these two together because Daniel Britt's not ready to beat Lucas Johnson out yet in at least the limited time that I saw the Grizz practice. To be fair, I only watched them mm, for about 45 minutes two different times during the midweek, and then I watched the spring game, and it was incredibly vanilla. They did not do very much. The other element that makes these spring scrimmages so hard to evaluate, period, is so many coaches put a high priority on running quarterbacks, and then in these spring scrimmages, these guys are wearing either red or yellow jerseys, which means non-contact. So that makes them hard to evaluate as well. Tim Rosenbaugh, the offensive coordinator, 
at Montana. His offense, in its essence, has a lot of quick game and a lot of run-and-shoot elements to it. Dalton Sneed was incredibly good at running those elements. Uh, Dalton Sneed was also incredibly good at running the read option, the zone read. And uh, since the departure of Dalton Sneed, the offense has become significantly less diverse. So you wonder if a running quarterback, whether that is Lucas Johnson, who I I believe can run a little bit, or Daniel Britt, who can definitely run. He was an outstanding runner uh, during his time as a prep star in Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas. That's an added element to the offense. But also, what we see with young players so often is they can take huge steps between the end of spring ball when they know exactly what they are and what they could be, what they need to work on, and fall camp. So, even though Lucas Johnson seems like the front runner, and maybe even you could go as far as saying the incumbent as a graduate transfer who started nine games last year at San Diego State, I still think that if Britt makes a bunch of progress, he could push, maybe push, Lucas Johnson next fall camp. We'll see. Also, there's the intangible element of leadership. So much of summer workouts centers upon quarterbacks leading the way, getting the guys together, throwing with the receivers, all that sort of thing. So I'm not really familiar with either Lucas Johnson or Daniel Britt's leadership style, but maybe that's part of it too. Maybe maybe somebody rises to the occasion and, and sort of steals it away. I've seen this happen before. I saw this happen at Montana State back in 2010 when Cody Kemp came in as a transfer quarterback from Oregon. And uh, then a, a young upstart named Denarius McGee ended up winning the quarterback competition, and he went on to become a four-year starter, a two-time Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year, and one of the best quarterbacks the league has seen. So it, it can't happen, so we'll see. Montana Football Hour, is Now, ESPN Radio. Ten most compelling grids to watch coming out of spring football. My next guy is Brandon Casey. He's the, slated as the starting left tackle for the Montana Grizz. He's a sophomore uh, out of... Sandpoint, Idaho, he had Pac-12 interest and even had a Pac-12 offer from Oregon State. So he was one of the bigger recruits that Bobby Houck has brought in. He has great athleticism, great upside, great talent. When does the rubber beat the road, so to speak, though, for this guy? It needs to be sooner than later for the Grizz because he needs to be the linchpin and the anchor of that offensive front. That said, throwing guys with that level of talent and upside to the Wolves and letting them take their lumps oftentimes means accelerated development. I've seen guys like uh, Mike Person at Montana State, John Widenauer at Montana State, um, John Schmang, Danny Kissler, John Operud. All those guys were in this sort of mold, really big athletic guys who got thrown to the, to the fold, thrown into the fold as young guys, took their lumps, and they became all-conference, all-American, all and even NFL-caliber guys. So is Brandon Casey the next one there? We talked about Gabe Solser off the top and his transfer from Montana. So I got my eye on three guys that will probably have elevated opportunities with Solser not in the mix anymore for the Grizz. Aaron Font stole the show at the spring game. He caught a touchdown. He also had a hilarious highlight where he chased down um, Dylan Simons up the sideline. He actually chased him down behind the bench and then came back inbounds and got him. Uh, to the laugh of everybody, but definitely an illegal play, but it was still funny because it was late in a spring game. But Aaron Fonts, the sophomore out of Oxnard, California. Keelan White, the kid from north of the border who's gotten rave reviews out of practice but has yet to break out in a game. Uh, And then Junior Bergen, who was one of the offensive stars for the Grizz last year. All three of those guys 
are set to have elevated opportunities, especially out of the inside receiver spot with Gabe Solcer on the shelf, or I guess Gabe Solcer on his way out, excuse me, as a graduate transfer, so we'll see. Running back, the Grizz cultivated a ton of depth last year because they were just so dang hurt and they had to play so many guys at running back, including Bergen, who came in as a wide receiver. But one of my most compelling guys for the Grizz is Marcus Knight. We still have not seen the former All-American since he suffered an ACL injury last spring. He didn't play any snaps in 2021. He was exceptionally good in 2019. He set the school record for rushing touchdowns and total touchdowns in a year. 25 touchdowns is no joke, and if you break one of Chase Reynolds' records, you're flat rolling. So can Marcus Knight get back healthy after suffering that bad uh, knee injury last spring? We'll see. But that's a very compelling storyline for the Grizz because they have a lot of guys that can be good running backs on the roster. Marcus Knight was one of the best running backs in the league and the country at the FCS level. Can he come back? That will be interesting as well. One guy that really flashed to me, I was wondering when he was going to develop enough to pop is sophomore safety Ryder Meyer. He was a great high school player uh, out of Fairfield, Montana. He's the son of Les Meyer, who is a coaching legend in the state of Montana. And But Meyer came, Ryder Meyer came in a little undersized, but he's put on a little bit of size, and he looks the part now, at least looks like he can he be on the field. And uh, I was impressed with how he was flying around, his understanding of the defense, the motor he was playing with, how, how well he runs. So he's definitely a guy that just flashed to me. So be, can he be the next guy that sort of starts breaking his way in as a special team standout for the Grizz? We'll see. Another guy that I, I'm really interested to see if he can be, if he's just a special teams guy and a depth guy, which is good, or if he can be a, a real contributor is Carson Rostad. He's getting high reviews from inside the program. I've heard from several different people that they really like him within the walls there. But can the Hamilton product, the former Gatorade player of the year, do his thing on more than the role he had last year. Last year he was just covering kicks, and if that's his role, that's a good role. But can he be a, the next uh, another guy that can be in the mix that can get some playing time uh, at linebacker? We'll see. But he was came in as a quarterback. He's been at linebacker for a couple years now. Can he develop well enough to be a dude that makes an impact beyond special teams this year? We'll see. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Rolling through some of our most compelling Grizz to watch coming out of spring ball and some of the larger storylines they encompass. The next two guys, a pair of defensive ends. The Grizz do lose two of the more veteran and uh, elder statesmen, quite literally, of the Big Sky Conference with the graduation of Justin Belknap, who was a grad transfer from Arizona, as well as Joe Babros, who came to Montana from North Carolina State. Both those guys were 25 years old, so two of the older guys in the Big Sky Conference. They both graduate. We're still waiting to see what's next for Jacob McGowering, a highly recruited guy out of Cheney, Washington, who looked great as a true freshman and had a little bit harder of a time making an impact last year as a sophomore. But the guys I'm really looking at are Cale Edwards, a kid out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, who came in as a safety and then has since moved to linebacker and now is at defensive end. He looks long, lean, and mean. He's 6'5", and he carries it well. He made a lot of plays in the spring game. Thought he was one of the standouts defensively. So can he be a guy that finds his way into the defensive end rotation? It'll be Cale Edwards and McGowering and De'Ari Todd, who transferred from Michigan State last year. And then the other guy who I think is compelling, that's Garrett Holstead. Garrett Holstead comes to Montana as a transfer from uh, Nebraska, and he looked good in the spring game as well. So uh, the Grizz, they need more dudes at, that, at those spots. I think on the inside they're good. 
On the outside, they just need some of these guys. They just need basically a, a couple of those four. Out, they need two out of the four guys I just named to hit. They do. They need those guys to be bona fide, legitimate Big Sky Conference players. So what can we expect? How much more progress can guys like Kale Edwards and Garrett Holstead take in the offseason? Then finally, my most compelling, my, my last most compelling player for the Grizz. This might actually seem like a weird one because I was basically highlighting guys that um, might have elevated expectations this year, guys that are new to the program, guys that are expected to do big things. The last guy I got on my list, though, is a guy who's already started for multiple years at Montana. It's Alex Gubner, the big defensive tackle who uh, comes from the Los Angeles area to Montana. He's one of the most athletic inside guys in the league. He went from a starter that was very, very serviceable as a redshirt freshman to then a third-team all-league guy last year, actually second-team all-league guy last year. Now, can he become one of the dogs? Can he become one of the alpha dogs in the Big Sky Conference? He's got that kind of talent, no doubt about it. Can he put it together? I always think that's one of the undertold stories of off-seasons in college football. It's not just about the guys you add. It's not just about the incoming recruits. Sometimes the best point of progress, the best improvement your team can make is if a guy goes from a solid player to an all-league player or an all-league player to an all-American. Alex Gubner's already an all-league player. Can he be one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference? Can he be one of the best interior defensive linemen in the FCS. He's got that sort of talent. So uh, I believe that if he can put it all together, that's definitely in the mix. So there you go. There's some of your most compelling storylines for Grizz football coming out of spring drills. How about the Bobcats? Who are their most compelling players to watch? We'll go through that. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates. Remember, you can call 640-4444 anytime or chat online at MontanaAdvocates.com. Remember, you deserve an advocate. More on Nuanas Now right after this. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. One, two, three. Two, one is now on ESPN Radio. I could eat your cancer when you turn. Montana. Welcome back. Little Nirvana for you here on your Monday. Hope you're having a phenomenal start to your week. Hope you had a great weekend as well. Montana football hour rolls on. Here's a couple more 
uh, PSAs for you and concern to this show. A reminder, once again, we'll be coming to you live from Grey Wolf Peak Casino on Friday, April 29th. That's this Friday. Hall of Fame basketball players like George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, and Calvin Murphy, along with former Grizz legend Michael Ray Richardson and uh, longtime NBA All-Star Otis Birdsong. They'll all be up there at Grey Wolf Peak Casino to help them open up their brand-new sports bar there attached to the casino on Evero Hill. So we'll be coming to you live Friday. Then I'm out all next week, so no nuanas now next week. We'll be back at it the second week of May, so hopefully you won't miss us too much while we're gone. Also, I've been uh, blessed with the opportunity to help as a producer and contributor to a new documentary, uh, The Miracle in Missoula, that's documenting the unforgettable comeback of Montana against Montana State, of Montana State against Montana, excuse me, in Missoula in the 2018 Montana-Montana State football game. That film debuts on May 13th in Bozeman, so I'll be there for that as well, and we will be broadcasting to you live from Bozeman that day, so that's May 13th. Then the following Friday and Saturday, we have remote broadcasts here at local establishments, courtesy of Sportsbet Montana, so we'll be going over some some gambling stuff, teaching you the ins and outs of gambling on things like the PGA Championship as well as the NHL playoffs. So uh, May 20th, the Friday, May 20th, we'll do this show live from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So excited to be down there with the Despo. And then Saturday, we'll have another remote at a to-be-determined location, but likely one of our favorite spots here uh, in Missoula. So we'll let you know what's going on with that. The state track and field championships are here in uh, Missoula. The last weekend of May, so we'll be doing that as well, leading you into your Memorial Day weekend. And then June, the two dates for us to share with you and for us to remember when we'll be on the road. We will be at the EB Craning Awards as some of the top broadcasting for both radio and television. That that happens June 11th up in Big Sky, so we'll likely do the show from the Bozeman area then. And uh, humbled and very uh, happy and proud to say that uh, us, we are, our team here at ESPN Missoula is nominated for a couple awards. Uh, I, I say us because I couldn't do it without the guys that I have helping me out now. Uh, Andrew Houghton's been an awesome addition as our producer and also sort of my uh, the guy I brainstormed so many ideas for this show with. He's also my roommate, so we talk about this stuff all the time, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate him for always talking to me about my obsessions. Uh, and I also couldn't have done this stuff without all the great editing over the last six to eight months by our guy Jeff Safford as well. He has done so much production for us, and he also helped me put together the reels for our submissions. So we are up for sports coverage of the year from a radio perspective, and uh, if we win, that will be our fifth consecutive time winning that award, one I take great pride in, given my journalism and reporting background. And uh, then I'm also up for uh, the Montana Radio Broadcaster of the Year, Sports Radio Broadcaster of the Year Award which I won last year, and so uh, a finalist for that one again. So humbled to be a finalist for those, but also very excited to go up to Big Sky and uh, have an in-person award ceremony for the first time in quite some time. And then we'll end the Montana Football Hour here with the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which the golf tournament's June 24th, and the banquet is June 25th. So if you want a night to remember Montana's biggest football reunion, that takes place Saturday, June 25th. The meet and greet starts at 5. The dinner and event starts at 6. We have a star-studded class, including in the players category, 
Shan Schillinger and Blaine McElmurray, a couple great safeties from the University of Montana who went on to play in the NFL. Dane Fletcher, a Bobcat legend who also then went on to start in the Super Bowl for the New England Patriots, and a bunch of other great contributors, including Jim Sweeney, a legendary Montana State head coach who then went on to have great success at both Colorado State, or excuse me, Washington State and then Fresno State, and uh, other great contributors like Rock Gullickson, famed strength coach for the Bobcats, who then went on to become the NFL strength coach of the year. Marv Sunderland, who was a scout, NFL scout from Chester, Montana, for the better part of 40 years. And Robert Rides of the Door, who's a phenomenal story, a guy from Browning, Montana, who was uh, the liaison for the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, for almost two decades. So uh, that's all going to be very, very fun. I tease that we're going to give you our most compelling players out of the Bobcat spring football, the completion of Bobcat spring drills this weekend in Bozeman with the Sunny Holland Classic. And we'll do that, but I wanted to have some time for it to breathe. So the Montana football hour becomes the Montana football hours. We'll roll that into hour number two. Who are some of the most compelling Montana State players coming out of the recently completed spring set of drills? The Montana football hour proudly presented by the Advocates. There's no need for you to stress. The Advocates will answer all your questions. If, you're, if you've been in an accident that was not your fault, they will guide you through every step of your case. You can always call the Advocates, 406-640-4444, or you can always chat online as well, 24-7 at MontanaAdvocates.com. The Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The most compelling players and storylines of Bobcat football coming out of the spring. How does that overlay against the Grizz? Also do a little blindside with my guy Jeff Safford. We'll discuss the Brawl of the Wild trophy which MSU secured for the sixth year in a row. We'll also talk NFL draft, NBA playoffs, and whatever else we can come up with. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your eye. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 